Giants fans have been waiting a long time for a stud position player prospect to show up on the shores of McCovey Cove and make a true impact. It was that that allowed the 2010, 12, and 14 Giants to win those three championships, homegrown talent. And the Giants are hopeful that Casey Schmidt can be the first of a wave of talent that's coming throughout their minor league system. And in his major league debut last night, he did not disappoint. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites, Beyond the Box Score, and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thanks for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for that green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Guaranteed fit only. Available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. And yeah, coming up on today's show, what else? Casey Schmidt made his major league debut for the San Francisco Giants. Significant for so many reasons. Number one, I mean, he performed well. The dude hit a home run in his second at-bat. He hit a single in his third at-bat. He hit nearly a double down the right field line, opposite field in his final at-bat, but ended up striking out. He only had one defensive play, and it he kind of it looked like there were a little bit of nerves because it wasn't exactly handled cleanly, but no harm, no foul. They ended up turning a double play on that play anyway, but... So we'll get into all of that, but kind of the most significant angle that I, that I see this from is that he is the first position player drafted and developed by the Farhan Zaidi-led front office to make his major league debut. And what does that mean exactly? Why, why do I care about that? It's because all the other prospects that we've seen not perform well or get treated a certain way. It's not that they're treating them a certain way because they just don't like them because they didn't draft him. But I think of an Elliot Ramos, for example, and the the treatment, you know, that he's received, which is like strict platoon, not facing righties, and then getting sent up and down all the time. So I think a lot of fans maybe see that and they're like, this is just how they treat their young players. But it's more, I think about this is how they view Elliot Ramos is that they don't have a lot of faith in him as an everyday player. And they think that at best, he's kind of going to, at least for now, it's like you can always improve, but at least for now, at best, that's the role they think he can succeed in. But, you know, and Joey Bart was an inherited player as well. And I've said this a million times, but I'm not so sure that the Giants draft Joey Bart under this new front office because a lot of his tendencies like chasing and all that go very much against what this front office values, which is like really plate discipline 
And Schmidt is kind of a free swinger himself, but a little less swing and miss, a little more contact. So anyway, it's significant because he's the first and the the first of many. It's like once they start coming, they're going to keep coming. And that's uh, and so Cole Waits, he was the the first draftee from this front office at all to make it to the major leagues with the Giants. They One of their draftees, Caleb Killian, did make the major leagues with the Cubs. He was sent over in the Chris Bryant trade, and he hasn't performed well there. But so Cole Waits now, and, and then Casey Schmidt as of last night. And then, like I have said on Twitter just yesterday, you know, Kyle Harrison, his most recent outing in Sacramento was completely dominant. And really, he's been pretty dominant anyway. He's just had issues with walks. And however, in his most recent start, he didn't walk anybody. And he struck out more than half of the batters he faced, I believe, at least exact, at least half. And I think more than half of the batters he's faced. And so his strikeout rate in AAA is just phenomenal, but he's just had a problem with walks. But in the most recent outing, zero walks. And so I am telling you, all it is going to take is like another outing or two where he's able to do that. I mean, you can walk like one guy, two guys maybe, and I'll still view it as a great outing from a commanding the strike zone perspective. But if he can do that a couple more times, given the struggles that they've had with Ross Stripling, Sean Manaya, basically mostly just those two guys out of the rotation. Alex Wood is close to coming back, but... You know, I could easily see Stripling and Manaya just getting kind of relegated to the bullpen while they work things out if Kyle Harrison dominates and Alex Wood comes back. So all of a sudden, you could be looking at Casey Schmidt and Kyle Harrison both in the major leagues, and then there's others coming. Luis Matos is off to a good start in double A at age 21. Marco Luciano is back and playing in double A at age 21. And uh, I actually haven't looked at his numbers in the last few days, and he just came back recently, so I can't really comment. Patrick Bailey is in AAA. And so I I said this before the season. I hope some of you were listening and remember me saying this. There was a lot of negativity about the Giants farm system coming into the year, and it was because a lot of publications had them kind of having their rankings have having fallen over the last 12 months. But a lot of that had to do with Marco Luciano getting hurt, Luis Matos having a down year, and I think people sleeping on the talent of Casey Schmidt. And the fact that Schmidt can now play shortstop, I mean, he literally started at shortstop. This guy, by nature, is a third baseman, and he's just so good at third base. They, When Luciano got hurt in high A, Eugene hurt his back last year. They put Schmidt at short and he did a really good job and good a good enough job that they were like, wow, this guy could actually play this position. And so then he was playing it in AAA. He was playing third. He was playing short and he was starting to play some second. And so Brandon Crawford is close to coming off the injured list. It's It kind of remains to be seen what the corresponding move would be. At this point, I don't think it would be sending down Casey Schmidt. I think it, more likely you're going to see David VR sent down, except I still kind of see a role for David VR, especially after the Giants' corresponding move to get Schmidt onto the 40-man roster was to DFA Darren Ruff. And so against a left-handed pitcher, if you're looking for who's going to be that DH, for me, like I said this before the lineup last night came out, it looks like it's David VR right now, and that is exactly who was the DH. 
against a left-handed pitcher. And so it's possible that they could go with um, 12 pitchers and 14 position players and not send a hitter down and instead like send Tristan Beck down, although he's probably the corresponding move for Alex Wood. So a lot of moving parts right now, but I think Casey Schmidt isn't going anywhere. And Gabe Kapler's, at least for now, comments made that pretty clear. Kapler said that this is courtesy of Alex Pavlovich. Kapler said the Giants intend to give Casey Schmidt a lot of initial playing time which hasn't always been the case with call-ups, as I was referring to with guys like Elliot Ramos. And then, quote from Kapler, Casey is here to play for us, and he's here to help the Giants win and continue his development. And I don't have the quotes from this, but basically Kapler said there's a need on the roster right now, and maybe indefinitely, not just right now, but for someone who can give Brandon Crawford days off and also give Tyro Estrada days off and J.D. Davis days off at third. Someone versatile, but they've had guys who can play third and second, maybe even like a stretch, like Wilmer Flores. It's a stretch at third and kind of at second. But Schmidt, I think you put him at second, short, or third, and you feel really good about what you're going to get defensively. And so given that Crawford is going to need like the Buster Posey 2021 treatment of two days on, one day off, I think Schmidt might just, he might just not get sent down. If he performs, if he struggles, then maybe obviously at some point he could get sent down. But if he performs, then you just, he may never get sent down again. And that's the hope. And they're not going to just treat all prospects like you've seen them treat a guy like Elliot Ramos. I think they believe much more in Casey Schmidt and the valuable defense that he provides has a lot to do with that. And so coming up in just a minute, we'll discuss a little bit more from this uh, Casey Schmidt performance, but also Logan Webb had an outing that was very interesting and he he kind of can't, he bowed his neck when there was runners all over the place. And so we'll break down Logan Webb's outing and also the team's kind of pitching numbers and hitting numbers as a whole as the season continues to go on here and we get deeper and deeper into it. So we'll get into all of that in just a minute. But before we do, I want you to know that this episode is brought to you by So Rare. So Rare, uh, our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So Rare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. All right, as promised, more from this game a little bit. I want to discuss the outing of Logan Webb. The fact that the Giants won, I'm not sure I even mentioned that. 4-1, to one, Casey Schmidt played a big role. Mitch Hanniger had a big two-out, uh, I don't know if it was two outs actually, but a two-run double in the first inning. 
And Logan Webb, I mean, he gave up nine hits in this game, but consistently he got out of jams, which to me, I don't want to say it's like all luck, but if you put yourself in those jams consistently, a lot of times you're going to give up runs. Giants were due for some positive kind of luck, I would say, on the pitching side. But as it stands, I mean, Logan Webb's, how about his season numbers now? He's got himself down to a 3.46 earned run average, a 3.72 fielding independent pitching. And that expected fielding independent pitching, which is like the number for the Giants pitchers so far this year that I'm circling over and over uh, because it says, what would you deserve if you were allowing just a league average batting average on balls in play and a league average home run to fly ball ratio, two numbers that do not stabilize quickly, two numbers that are kind of considered luck indicators, two numbers that are, I don't like to use the word luck because it can just, it's more about sustainability, I think, than luck. Sometimes you're just in a funk and you're giving up a bunch of hits, but if you've got a track record of being more successful than that, it's not going to last is kind of the idea, I think. And so for Webb, the expected fielding independent pitching down at 2.86. And just to give you an example, by the way, so I'm saying the ERA is 3.46. The fielding independent pitching is 3.72. The expected fielding independent pitching is 2.86. You're hearing three completely different numbers, one in the middle, one a little higher, one much lower. And it's like, well, okay, they're all over the place. Which one do I really just care about run prevention? So uh, why does it matter what these other numbers are? It's look at the big picture. If we look at since 2021 for Logan Webb, we're talking 393 innings of pitching 2021, 22, and now five or eight starts in 2023. How about this? The ERA is 3.03. The fielding independent pitching is 3.01. And the expected fielding independent pitching is 3.05. And so as you can see with the bigger sample, the numbers all do tend to come together and equal each other. But in small samples, you might see them all over the place. And so it's like, which ones are the most important? I think a lot of times the XFIP is going to be the most predictive of future performance. Not always, not with all guys, but with guys like Logan Webb, whose main strength is kind of preventing home runs. The fact that he's given up so many home runs, I think, looks fluky to me. And so that XFIP may be more indicative of where he's headed. And I mean, suddenly, if you look at the last several games, the Giants have not been allowing a lot of home runs. And on the season, the last time I checked in on this, they're, they, they're still last as a pitching staff in home run to fly ball ratio. But the last time I checked in on this number, they were at like 19%. Now they're at 16.4%. So it is coming down. For all we know, they give up. A, I mean, it's Sean Manai on the mound, and he he's not had a great start along with Ross Stripling. And so who knows? Maybe some balls are flying out of the park today with Manaya on the mound. But uh, that number is coming down, and I would expect over the course of 162 games, the Giants will find themselves probably in the middle at worst. This is a category in which they've been, if not first, near first in terms of the lowest home run to fly ball ratio and so to be worst right now is stands out as a little bit fluky and it's guys like you know stripling and Manaya who are setting them back although logan webb had also fallen into that category for his first handful of starts of the season and so 
Anyway, the Giants' ERA is 4.39. Their fielding independent pitching is similar, but their expected fielding independent pitching remains much lower. And that's, again, saying, what if you were just allowing like a normal rate of home runs on your fly balls? That expected fielding independent pitching continues to be number one in the National League. So if essentially, if they were allowing a normal rate of home runs on fly balls and a normal batting average on balls in play, this number is suggesting that they would have the best pitching staff in the National League. And so that sounds a little bit outlandish, but that's I'm just reporting what I'm what the number says. But by actual results, they obviously haven't been the best pitching staff in the National League, certainly in the bullpen. So on the hitting side, let me just check in. I wanted to mention it's like a very similar related type of deal that the strikeout rate, the strikeouts have kind of not been an issue in the last few days. I've noticed, I think the box score, you know, to yesterday, it's not like you're facing elite pitching, but Giants struck out only uh, five times in the game last night. And then in the previous game, I think they struck out only six times. And so again, the last time I checked on this, the Giants team strikeout rate, it might have been like 27 point something percent. And now it's down to 26.6. There was a big gap between the Giants and the next closest team, but now it's a small gap. And I would say one game of not striking out a lot and one game of the team that's right below them, the Mariners striking out a lot. And you might see the Giants finally not be last in strikeout rate. So this is another area. It's not, I'm not saying at all, like with the XFIP that they will be or with the home run to fly ball ratio, that they'll be one of the best in the league. But I am saying I don't think they're the, going to be last. And if they are last, they're still managing overall above average offense by a number like weighted runs created plus. And mostly they're doing it with power. They're hitting a lot of homers. They are fourth in Major League Baseball in home runs. And if you look at the teams, I mean, this is a list you want to be on. Tampa Bay Rays, number one. Dodgers, number two. Braves, number three. Giants, number four. Those are like three, arguably like the best three teams in baseball. And then the Giants. And so you want to be hitting them. One of the Giants' biggest problem is problems has been that they've been allowing them too much. And so their offense hasn't been perfect. And certainly the strikeout has hurt them. And some situational hitting hasn't been quite where you would want it to be. But I think that's more of like over the course of 162 games, you'll go through stretches where that's not happening for you. And then you'll go through stretches where it is. And they've managed to do all this 106 weighted runs created plus their position players are eighth in in all of baseball, not just the National League in wins above replacement position players. Not so pitchers not counted they're eighth in baseball and they've played like two fewer games than most teams. And so this is a counting stat. And so playing fewer games is going to hurt you in a counting number like this. And yet they're still eighth in the league. And so their position players have been a strength for the most part. When if we look at the leaders there, Tyro Estrada, J.D. Davis, Lamont Wade Jr., Mike Yastrzemski, Blake Sable, Joey Bart, Wilmer Flores, Slater, Schmidt, Hanniger, Peterson, all contributing positively with the with the kind of negative contributors, VR, Crawford, uh, and Michael Conforto, and also some guys with little playing time, time like Cal Stevenson and Elliot Ramos. So that's just a little check-in on the overall state of the team. 
It's not like they've been scoring a ton of runs, but if you can pitch well, you don't have to. That's the thing. It's like plenty of times this season, the Giants have scored four runs and people are upset that the offense didn't do more because the pitching allowed like six runs. And it's like, uh, why didn't the offense take advantage more and get more runs? But sometimes you just got four runs has to be enough and you just need to hold your opponent to one run, which is what we saw last night. And I mean, it was, I, I would say, a little bit lucky that there was good defense behind Logan Webb. And that was part of the whole point of bringing up Schmidt was to move Estrada back to the position where he is best at second base. And it came into play. He Estrada made at least one, I think, m- multiple nice plays at second base. Schmidt, like I said, he didn't really, he got one ground ball and he kind of bobbled it a little bit, but still got a double play out of it. So coming up in just a minute, we're going to turn our attention to the corresponding move, a popular player no longer with the Giants after adding Casey Schmidt. Schmidt. So tough roster decisions have happened and tough roster decisions are to come with guys like Alex Wood coming back potentially in just a couple days. And so we'll get into that in just a minute. But before we do. All right, as promised, just wanted to catch you up on some housekeeping with the Giants and their roster moves. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. The Giants play the Nationals today at 1245 Pacific, and it's going to be Sean Manaya on the mound for the Giants. Josiah Gray, who really struggled in his first couple years in Washington, but this year is doing better, and so I'm very interested to see, can he keep it going, or is he going to revert to his struggles where he was allowing so many homers and so a homer happy team like the Giants look for them to potentially take advantage I'm calling it splash hit number 100 happening today that's my call so catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Giants so yeah I just wanted to mention I think I briefly said it but Darren Ruff was designated for assignment to uh, they had to make a corresponding 40-man move to get Casey Schmidt on the 40-man roster. And the fact that Schmidt is now on the 40-man roster is a great thing because even if they were to send him down, uh, as soon as he were to get hot again, like if they send him down because he's struggling, he just, once you're on the 40-man, you're you're consistently going to be an option. And with his floor of defense, I mean, there's just a legitimate chance that he doesn't get sent down at all. So hopefully he can hold his own with the bat. He obviously did last night, but yeah, they had to add him to the 40 man. And so they made a corresponding move, which, which was to DFA Darren Ruff. And so Gabe Kapler basically said that there wasn't room for him. And tellingly, he said like even tonight and meaning last night that even against a left-handed pitcher in Patrick Corbin, which is Darren Ruff's specialty, that Ruff wouldn't have been able to crack the lineup. And why that's telling to me is because, like I said, it was David VR who was the DH. And so normally, like the addition of Schmidt kind of pushes VR out of the infield mix against a left-handed pitcher because you've got J.D. Davis doing so well at third. You've got Schmidt, who you want at short, and you've got Estrada. And then at first, you've got Wilmer Flores. And so I guess you could put VR at first 
and Flores at DH, but that still doesn't leave any room for Darren Ruff unless you're going to play him in the outfield, which they're just not going to because that didn't work. And plus, you've got Hanniger out there. You've got uh, they used a lefty wisely. He was the only lefty in the lineup. And then in I guess it was actually Slater in left and Hanniger in right and wisely in center. So anyway, it's telling because does that I like do they are they really going to option David VR if he's like clearly the go-to guy to be in the lineup against a left-handed pitcher as the DH and you've DFA Darren Ruff so he's no longer an option. And so if you were to send down David VR, who becomes that DH against a left-handed pitcher? There is not really an answer for me because Let's say, I mean, the move would be to call up uh, to activate Brandon Crawford off the injured list. He's a lefty. I think that generally speaking, his performance hasn't really warranted starting against left-handed pitching right now. And I think that you want to give that shot to Schmidt and Davis and Tyro are also right-handed. And so you're not going to like sit one of them to let Schmidt start against a lefty. And so for me, Schmidt's like the starter at shortstop against left-handed pitching for the foreseeable future. And while Crawford's out, he's just the everyday shortstop. But so so if Crawford is activated and you option David VR, and then you look at, okay, what does the lineup look like when you're facing a left-handed pitcher? I think that it looks like you need a right an extra right-handed hitter and sticking with David VR would kind of be the solution. And, I mean, he did have some good at-bats last, last night, and he did have a hit. I think he may have only had one hit, but he hit the ball hard several times. And I'm not I'm not just ready to give up on David Villar. He's had a rough stretch here, but he did well last season. He did well at the start of this season, like in the first couple weeks or week. But it's been a struggle ever since. But I still believe in him, especially against a, a lefty, uh, to be able to be a threat and do some damage. And so... It's not obvious what a corresponding move would be to activate Brandon Crawford. It could be, like I said, that they go with fewer pitchers because suddenly if you're looking at maybe moving, I think Tristan Beck gets sent sent out when Alex Wood is activated. That's probably the most obvious move there. And that would push Stripling or Manaya or yeah, Stripling or Manaya into the bullpen to kind of take that long road relief role which also belongs to Jacob Junis and so suddenly you've got two like starting caliber type starter types in the pen so could you possibly go down a reliever to accommodate a larger bench that's a possibility for me but then who would be the reliever who gets sent away is it Cole Waits I don't know because I don't really want to lose Cole Waits I want to see what this guy can do and so it is an interesting roster crunch for when Crawford and Wood are activated, and then it gets even more interesting if they go to Kyle Harrison at some point in the not-too-distant future, which they may be compelled to do if he has another start or two like the one he just had. And so lots to cover, and we will be with you every day, the everydayers. We'll hear us breaking down the latest. Probably, you know, there's news every day with this team. So the Giants play the Nationals at 1245 Pacific today. Catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Giants. Everydayers will hear us breaking down Game 2 of Casey Schmidt's career. It's a righty on the mound 
for the Nationals, and I think you're going to see that Schmidt's probably going to be starting. If he's not starting, that'll be disappointing, but I would anticipate that he will be starting. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thanks in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow, breaking down uh, Josiah Gray versus Sean Maniah. Giants with a chance to win this series against an inferior team, a team they should beat. So this is a big rubber match game, and so we'll be breaking it down tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.